Oh, yeah. Oops. That's too much. Come on. Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Thought a little Black Cat throwback Thursday. <laughs> the Rhythm Nation album. Or as I like to call it, the only Janet Jackson album. Besides Control, that actually mattered. I loved all for you. The Janet album, eh. You know. But Rhythm Nation is her oyster. It's the pinnacle of her career. And, you know, she really, I mean, she can rest now. She doesn't really, I mean, some of the stuff that she put out, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're Janet Jackson. You're Michael's little sister. And then, you know, with Control, what she did is, well, her and Michael have a very kind of weird, for for one, they're when, uh, her first number one was When I Think of You. That was a strange video. Um, especially, you know how when you watch the videos and the mix the, for the video, like the remix or something, it was really shitty. You could barely fucking hear it. Um, well, Black Cat, you can fucking hear it. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. You know, with but with I, I, want, I don't want to go off topic, but with um, When I Think of You, her and Michael became the first siblings ever to have number one singles. That's weird. It's it's a good weird, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, right there. I'm not going to play the video version. It's really kind of crappy, you know, but funny how time flies when you're having fun. You know, that's one of her songs. Um, this is the 80s. Yeah. What's up? Mm-hmm. Baby. You know, someone I I knew someone once a long time ago who told me that they used to jerk off to her songs, and I'm like, I couldn't really do that. There's certain people I can't. You'll never believe this. I okay, when I was like a teenager a long time ago. I used to jerk off to Creed songs. I am not kidding you. I am not kidding. I mean, probably because they were so kind of weird. I'm I'm not a Creed fan. It, obviously, I didn't jerk off to With Arms Wide Open. Um, or what is this life for? I would think I was 18, but I was still considered a teenager. Oh. I used to jerk off to this song. I'm not kidding. I don't know why. Probably because it took me higher. I mean, it wasn't really an aphrodisiac. And I used to have this weight set um, that I rarely used. I should have used it. I would have looked totally different. I would be a bodybuilder, which is what I kind of wanted. I used to put my legs up on there and jerk off. And I would listen to this. I don't know why. It doesn't really arouse me now. Yeah. I don't know, maybe because you look at him and you think, eh, he's okay. You know, um, what's that one song? Mike Sacrifice. I often feel like I was sacrificing my semen listening to them. I was never a fan. 
How do you play in all that fucking water? Look at that video. No. Um, I mean, it's sad what happened to the lead singer. You know what I mean? Um, I did like, um, what is this life for? I thought it was okay. You know, you're a teenager and you're like, oh, okay. Um, uh, a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a while from high school, her sister loved Creed. Oh my God. And, um, yeah. I forget what is this like from a soundtrack? Remember this? The 90s. That's when they were kind of at the pinnacle of their um, powers. You know what I mean? Was the 90s. Oh, hooray, yeah. It was good. It was okay. I mean, I'm not a fan. You know, when you are with me, and I jerk off to Creed because they take me higher, and then I come, and then it's over. <laughs> it's like um, when you're one night standing it. You know, if you've never one night stand, then you won't understand. If some of you have a booty call, you 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 know, it's all hot and bothered, and then you're done. It's like, okay, bye. Yeah, I used to do that. Now I'm just kind of like, oh, God, fix me. You know, because I have, yeah. Um, Body-wise, I need to get fixed. Well, in the gym, my own home gym, I have the tools. You know, um, what did he say in Ghostbusters? We got the tools, now we got the power. Yeah. Um, ooh. This is obviously the abstinence song. So... But, you know, she married Elle DeBarge. Come on. So we know, well, James DeBarge, this song doesn't really apply to her. It applies to her fans. Let's wait a while. Mm-hmm. She's a good actress. That's something Madonna don't got. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go there. It's a throwback Thursday, motherfuckers. <laughs> I want to add the echo. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. That's when she was Janet Jackson. She wasn't Janet. You're not Cher. You're not Madonna. Oops, this microphone. You're not Cher. You're not Madonna. You are Janet motherfucking Jackson. Okay? All right? Mm. It's a very karaoke feel. I love Mishmuch. Yeah. She proved that, hey, Michael's not the only one that can dance. But you know, my personal favorite. Yeah, that's right. I was a little kid when this came out. I had no idea what she was talking about. When you're little, you don't know. I think it was four or five. Five. Yeah. That's right. Do it. Uh. Isn't it perfect? You listen to that and it's like, that doesn't sound like little Janet Jackson. That sounds like Janet Jackson. 
Yeah. See, here's the beauty of that song. With she had done two other albums, didn't do too well. And then she hooks up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Extraordinaire Minneapolis sound. Friends of Prince. And they she talks about how usually when you record you leave. And Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis with her were like, Hey, let's change that. Let's stay around. Let's work on the production. She was the first um, artist, female artist, to be nominated for Best Producer for producing her own stuff. That says something right there about her. With Nasty, I can say, she that's when she basically came out of her own, you know, she got out of Michael Jackson. Michael, She was no longer in Michael Jackson's shadow. She was Janet Jackson. And then with Rhythm Nation, she even furthered it. The other albums, I think she was chasing Michael. So it's like, eh, All For You is really good. It's a nasty fucking album, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. See, this part I want to talk into, because then I want my voice to sound a little more, you know, not too deep if I do this. Okay. Because I don't want to add too much bass on it, you know? All right. So... Janet was also friends with, yeah, that's all I can play because I don't want the estate to come after me. It's a very kind of throwback Thursday at the Dr. Zeus podcast. As you know, I'm going to go straight through. Uh, No more breaks. You know, I only do breaks when I'm at work and this isn't work to me. This is fun. So, uh, ooh, come back to me. But see, I like all for you. I like it, you know? She won a Grammy for it. She doesn't win too many Grammys. The only time she pissed me off is when she won a Grammy against Tool. And Tool, if you've ever seen the Stink Fist album, I mean the video, she won for God Till It's Gone. Yeah, it's a pretty album, you know, but um, it's not Tool. And I remember one of my friends says he liked Janet, but that pissed him off is when she won um, for the best video and Tool should have won, you know. See, it's such a perfect fucking song. Then on MTV, they would call it track number one because censorship, you know, they don't want to talk about stink fist. Oh, it's anal sex. Everyone on MTV has anal sex. Come on. Even the puppets. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Were there puppets on MTV? There might have been on the real world. I love Tool. I think everything about them. I'm not even going to go on a tangent. Because then you're going to be like, we didn't come here for this. This is throwback Thursday, motherfucker. Okay? All right? I'm going to pull... Oh, God, these headphones. I hate them. I'm going to pull out some... That didn't sound right. Some throwback Thursday. And, um... Let's see. Yeah. This is probably... My cousin and I were talking about this. This is a theme song. Yeah. That's such an amazing song. Yeah. You learn some life lessons from this fucking song. This is as throwback as we're going to get. Maybe a little further. 
Mm. Sing it, honey. Sing. Mm. Yeah, clap. I love them. I love the Jeffersons. You got Sherman fucking Hemsley. Weezy! And Isabel Sanford. She's just amazing. Yeah, clap for the motherfuckers. Come on, give them respect. Norman Lear. Norman Lear has basically outlived so many of his stars. Sherman Hemsley, Isabella Sanford. Did he do San Francisco? Yeah, Red Fox. I think so. Um, uh, Carol O'Connor. Um, uh, Gene Stapleton. Or was it? Yeah, Gene Stapleton. Um, who else is that? Maud. B. Arthur. He's outlived all these motherfuckers. He's out, loved them. <coughs> it's just, you know, it's like for me, knowing that Betty Davis is dead and Olivia de Havilland is still alive. Nothing against Olivia de Havilland, but it's like, I'd like Betty Davis to come back to life, please. For a challenge of the classic Andrew. A duel to the death. <laughs> it sounded a little more like, you know, Catherine Hepburn when she's not talking about shake and bake. It's shake and bake. And Spencer helped. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we'll go a little further throwback-wise. I mean, God, Catherine Hepburn, I loved her. You know, I mean, she was a very kind of, you know, when Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand, I'm sorry, Barbara Walters interviews her. And, you know, Barbara likes to fucking nitpick at people. And she's like, is that where you wear pants? I just wear pants because they're comfortable. Do you own a skirt? I have one. I'll wear it to your funeral. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I'm a cumbersome type of thing. I don't know. What What are you? I don't know. A tree. But, um, oh, everybody would like to be an oak tree. Nobody wants to be a Dutch elm disease tree. And so, thank you. I'd like to blame Catherine Hepburn for for ask for that question. What kind of a tree would she like to be? Yeah. <sighs> oh my God! But Betty Davis, I like Betty Davis. I love Catherine Hepburn. I love Betty. Num- okay, Betty Davis was the number two actress of all time by the AFI American Film Institute, nineteen ninety nine, and Catherine. Hepburn was the number one. That sounds about right. You got to look at the list. Watch it. Fuck it. Eat it. Let it get under your skin. It is amazing. Um, Betty Davis. Blanche, you know we got rats in the cellar? Oh, I was just wondering who those people were at the back door. It wasn't nobody. It's that nosy Mrs. Bates about your picture last night. Oh, really? Did she like it? Yeah. Oh, my God. But see, I loved it when she would be interviewed and she's like, if you want to come and talk about my wedding night, you'll be on the floor for three hours. God, that didn't sound like Betty Davis. That sounded like Gloria 
Swanson. Oh God. Talk about Kennedy. <laughs> um, I can't really do Betty Davis. People are always like, can you do this impression? Can you do that? You know, my God, there's certain ones, you know what I mean? Like Bill Clinton. Hi, I'm Bill Clinton. I look at this shit that's going on with Putin. I shook his hand. I laughed with him a little bit, but I did not. I did not have sexual relations with that man, Mr. Putin. I did not. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to, I was, a living color was on earlier and, um, we're going to really do some throwback. I think this is, you know, uh, I'm looking for Miss Ben, Benita, Miss Benita. <laughs> All right. Hmm. I'm looking for, because she would say some really funny shit. Okay. Let's turn the, the ringtone off. I'm sorry to scare you with that. Yes, I have a Lady Gaga retone. Anyway, what is this? No, I don't want that. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> Miss Benita. Oh, Lord, there's Miss Jenkins. Hi, Miss Jenkins. Hello, Miss Jenkins. Mm -mm -mm. That's one fine woman there. Yes, sir. Better no one say nothing bad about Miss Jenkins. Oh, no. Of course, her breath smells so bad it might could send your nose out hairs. But I ain't one to gossip soon. You ain't heard that from me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good. Let me find a better one. Um. Yeah, because some of the shit that she would say. Let me see. Um. Oh, Miss Jenkins, oh, Lord, she almost got her. That was a close shave. <laughs> Speaking of close shaves, she could use one. That woman's so hairy, people say she's Chewbacca with a weave. But I ain't willing to gossip you, and you ain't heard that from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. This is one that I memorized from memory. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tanya Harding, U.S. Olympics hopeful and Portland's favorite blue-collar bimbo. Are you getting tired of getting the shaft when you should be getting the gold? Are you sick of losing out on endorsement products just because you're a duck-hunting, chain-smoking broad? Well, fill their knees in with the club. Why? Why? Take that, bitch. Take that to Norway. Endorse this. What could be simpler? The club has been turning winner losers into winners all across America. Now it can help you. Hey, what'd you do that for? I thought you were that sissy Brian Boitano. Now, let's say mom's uh, all upset about losing out in your endorsement contract. Look who's here. My daughter, Little Miss Second Best, not good enough for first. After all the money we spend, we just, ah, bitch! Love you too, Mom. The club has been recommended out of four out of five Texas cheerleaders' moms. Um, 
And it's so easy, even ex-husbands can use it. But my attorney says I know nothing about that. But don't listen to me. Listen to my former bodyguard, Sean Eckerd. Hey, I was this hack bodyguard of my own pathetic fantasies. And then her sleazo husband introduced me to the club. And now I got a life. Hey, come on, let's go. Hey, she did it. Did not. So go, so go for the gold. Go for the club. Yeah. Or what's the other one? Ooh. Okay, so they did this um, skit. I mean, Loving Color. What if Edith and Archie were black? Um. <laughs> Let me see. Um, it was funny because the theme song. And then, oh, God. Let me see. Hmm. If I can look for it. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this it? Yeah, that's right. All all up in the family. Perfect, perfect. Um, if I can look for In Living Color. See, I liked SNL. Okay, SNL was great. Um, but then, see, it had kind of lost its lust. Shall we say luster? I don't, lust. There was no lust at SNL. <laughs> um Okay, here we go. I'm trying to remember. There's certain things that I can remember and I can't. All right. There was this one where they, with Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne, and she did this kind of skit where she was this unhappy teenager, and they take her to like Euro Disney, and and oh no, they took her to uh, they took her somewhere like this, the Pleasure Dome in New York, and she's like, this place sucks. But there's Madonna. You love Madonna. Yeah, 1992. But she's having sex over there with those two mid midgets. And then they end up taking her, I think, to Euro Disney, I think. And um, thanks, Euro Disney. I decided to go to college. Yeah, that was some crazy ass shit. Um, it's, it's, it's the throwback Thursday. I'm so tired of what's going on politically. But we got to talk about it. Okay, so today in the morning, there was this um, judge on The View, and you know Whoopi, Whoopi does not lose her cool. Whoopi is like, okay, if I don't agree with you, I'm going to try to, you know, talk to you, and we're going we're gonna to come to an understanding, okay? And, that, and, I, and I've always admired Whoopi, you know, even when I didn't agree with her with the whole Cosby thing, and hey. You know, we all have our moments. And um, 
So there was this judge on there. I'm trying to, I'm looking up her name. I don't want to get it wrong. And um, this judge had kind of like one of those snake smiles. Kind of like, you know, what Whoopi had, or not Whoopi, Whitney had when she, you know, says the biggest devil for her is herself. Oh. Hmm. Oh, how very interesting. Okay, I didn't know Paula Ferris was still on there. Whoopi kicks Janine Piro off the view after intense shouting match. Oh, it was intense. It was. Here's the thing. When you've got Ana Navarro sitting next to you, Ana Navarro has fucking seen it all. Republican commentator. And, you know, she worked with the McCain campaign in 2008 and has always had nothing but the utmost respect for people. Came from Nicaragua, her and her parents, you know, and knows about America. She, you know, and what's going on in this administration, she really doesn't agree with. And she did, I think she did say she was going to vote for Hillary and she didn't vote for Trump, you know, but she has been so, you know, against this administration. And, and it's very interesting to have someone who, you know, usually I don't agree with. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you for saying the truth. Fuck. And Piro was just going off, you know, it was, I don't know if, she was, you know, had a bad lunch or something. She was just pissed off. And then she'd get that evil kind of like snake smile. I mean, the woman, it was just conniving. It was just conniving. And, you know, I don't want to go any more into it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Guess who's coming to dinner? Putin. Supposedly, yes. Supposedly, he wants to invite him to the White House in the fall. Are we going to fall? I fucking hope not. I've never seen White House down, but maybe I should rent it. I don't know. Um, I think the retrograde is all in shit right now. Hello? I'm looking. Come on, come on, come on. I'm recording a fucking show here. What I hate, you know, I love it. We're all on our tablets at home. Okay, but then the Wi-Fi starts to go haywire and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm just doing a show. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. I did this. Um, I had this funny idea today. You know, sometimes I have ideas and it's like, okay, I better run with it before it gets stale. And my niece had this little like pink um, kind of like... Um, Firebird. And it kind of reminded me of the car from Thelma and Louise. <laughs> and she had her little Shopkins in there. And I thought, oh, how funny. So I got the camera and I was like, hey, hey. I said to my nephew, shh, I'm going to film this. So I film it and I put the Thelma and Louise soundtrack on. Well, not so much the soundtrack, but the sound effects from the movie. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. I said, shh, watch. Here it is. So there's a little pink car. She's got a little shop, both Shopkins in there. Okay, I'm moving the car toward the edge. <laughs> they got a kick out of this. All right. Just when the music, you know, that crescendo. Here we go. 
those kids were like, oh my god. My nephew's like, that's hilarious. And then my niece is like, you're crazy. <laughs> and then they kept asking me, like, what happened in the movie? And I said, they died. And I said, you should never drive off, off a cliff. And then he's like, why did they drive off a cliff? I said, uh, one day when you're older, you'll watch the movie. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. And then finally I said, well, you know, they did the wrong thing. But someone did the wrong thing, but you should never do that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How do you explain Thelma and Louise to people? How, kids, that's why they shouldn't watch it. And they didn't watch it, but I did do that moment. They just, they thought it was hysterical, you know. That's the that's the kind of shit that is in my brain. It's like, oh my god, I see that cute little Barbie car, and it's like, hey, let's drive it off the edge with some Barbies, and <laughs> let's reenact, shall we? You know, I saw a movie a few years ago, The Sultan Sea. Not a few years ago. This was like 13 years ago. No, 2002 was <laughs> 16 years ago. And um, it had Val Kilmer in it, Peter Skarsgård, and Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> and he played this weirdo who was a big meth meth dealer. And his nose was like, it was almost like Michael Jackson's nose. And he wore like one of those, like, I think his name was called Honey Bear or Sugar Bear. I don't know. Or Pooh Bear. And his nose had basically rotted off because of all the stuff that he put in it. And so they drive up to his house and he's doing a reenactment of the Kennedy assassination using pigeons. That's disturbing. Yeah. And he's like, ready, aim. Because <laughs> he had that nose cover. He had no nose. <laughs> ready, aim, fire. <laughs> yeah. I want some crazy ass shit. I remember one year. I was, it was Christmas Eve, you know, you've had a little to drink and you open some gifts and kids aren't, kids weren't born yet. And it was 2006 and I'm just lying down on the couch and I'm relaxing. And all of a sudden, what do I turn on? Um, being Bobby Brown. Oh my God. And there is Bobby and Whitney and a choir singing for them. And then, you know, it's it's weird. I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? And, you know, I'm, I'm getting entertained and everything. And then all of a sudden, I look on the computer. You know, smartphones weren't in vogue yet, okay? And there it was. James Brown dies of heart attack. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm watching this shit-ass show. And, you know, the godfather of soul is dead you know i mean come on you know and then christina aguilera does the tribute at the grams this is a man's world i'm not doing hers this is a man's world in one big moment anything that woman oh is it wow big big that a man when Drake was doing that 50 grand upon my head, I'm upset. And I just thought of James Brown in heaven going, Hey, big payback. I'm mad. 50 grand on your head, boy. Shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. You just imagine that? Because James Brown didn't have no time for that shit. And Drake's just like, 50 grand upon my head. I'm upset. It's like, oh my God. He's, I thought rappers weren't supposed, you know, he, he's, I love how people, oh, but Drake is such a great rapper. He's so good looking. He's a crybaby. You think Tupac would go, I'm upset, 50 grand upon my head with such disrespect? I wish Tupac were still among us. I don't think he's totally dead. I think he's in Cuba somewhere. He's laughing at us. He's like, shit. Look what you all got yourselves into. <laughs> you got candy-ass rappers. Rappers. I'm, I'm, that's disrespectful. I'm not going to say candy-ass because, you know, that's not right. And um, what's this? Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's turn this on. Yeah, that's right. Um, Marilyn Manson. Okay. What is this? Okay. Um, it's throwback Thursday, motherfuckers. So I'm going to give you some throwback and then I might do a late night show. All right. 50 grand upon my head. I'm upset. Okay. Um, little Cam, little Cam, let me come in. <laughs> Not by the hairs on your chinny chin chin because we know the notorious BIG plucked those fuckers. Oh my God. It's a crazy day. Hmm, that's a good throwback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. That's too much. Good throwback. Well, I mean, you know, hey, I'll do this. I said what? I want to best involve this gift. I feel blessed. Hello, hello, hello. With lights out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us Remember when he did that on top of the pops? And then he, the way he was playing the guitar, <laughs> because, you know, on top of the pops, you usually lip sync and they refuse to do it. So then he's like, you know, I'm just going to sing it like in a kind of lounge type of way. And he did. Well, it's time. I'm going to give a cup of shut the fuck up to this administration. I'm always going to give a cup of shut the fuck up. I'm going to give a cup. Uh, you know what? To uh, Pyro or Pyro or whatever she fucking is for arguing with Whoopi. And then I'm going to give another one. I'm going to give one. Okay. Fitness people, you're supposed to inspire. But Noah Siege or Siegel, is your name Noah Siege? Yeah. For posting that shit 
and it's pictures of Putin with all the different presidents. The world is ending. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you fucking Trump supporter. She ain't all that. But we ain't gonna go there. You know, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror because you voted for the motherfucker and you're like, oh, you wrong, you wrong. What did he say to me? He said, good luck because I said they're gonna impeach Trump. He's like, good luck. Yeah, good luck when you're fucking, you know, Trump uh, supporters fucking dig your own fucking shithole. But you know, I ain't wanna gossip Sumi and heard that from me. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. I'd like to say unpleasant dreams. <laughs>